Hey you, do you want to come into my abandoned and dangerous home and listen to Big Trouble? In Little Podcast. They are talking about Under the Skin. A mysterious young woman seduces lonely men in the evening hours in Scotland. However, events lead her to begin a process of self-discovery. Directed by Jonathan Glazer and starring Scarlett Johansson. So take your clothes off and let me take your insides. I mean, let's listen to the podcast. September 21st, 10.32 p.m. Eastern Time, Big Trouble Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Chaz. I'm Zach, and if it breaks that easy, it deserves to be broken in the first place. Yes. If, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, welcome back. Uh, yeah, I did the date, and if you're following the dates, we're doing... Two movies in one week, uh, and post-production dubs will tell you the episode number. I decided that in my head. That's how I'm going to do it. So we're going to be talking about Under the Skin. Totally forgot the director's name, but he doesn't have a lot of uh, movies, I don't think. I think he had like... Wrong. He made Sexy Beast. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's has, one other has, movie. He has like four movies, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> He had but four Sexy movies. Beast counts as two movies because that movie rules. Has anyone ever seen Sexy Beast before we get into this one? No. Nope. Dude, you guys would fucking love that movie. I mean, if it's anything like this. It's um, not. It is completely different. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I, in a different way. But I, I mean, I'll, I, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. This um, was, let's get into the high and lows of this movie. Uh, Man, it's a different breed, uh, this movie. Um, I The plot is really simple, by the way. Uh, the alien thing, whatever, is capturing men and bringing it to a fucking home, and I guess they're processing the meat somehow, and she, she uh, ends up having feelings, uh, emotions, and then dies. <laughs> and that's pretty much the plot, but obviously there's more to it than that. Uh, but I, I'm half and half on this. Like if I have a lot of time, uh, the slow cuts and everything it's, it's done deliberately, but at the same time, you're just like, okay, hurry up. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you're at least half and half on it. Cause really what I was expecting was to choose this movie and then to get yelled at for an hour about how I made you guys watch the slowest of slow burns and about how it's not a horror movie and all this other stuff. But, I mean, if you're at least halfway there, then that's something. Well, it's... I, I, you're going to get me on the opposite end, but I'll let Dubs do his half and half, because I'm, I'm full on. Spoilers, but... Yeah, the, uh, what do you call it? It's kind of horror, because it's disturbing uh, some areas. Yeah, it's... I, I think calling it a straight-up horror movie might be a stretch, 
but I had it described to me as a horror movie, and now it just kind of lives in my brain as a horror. Like it's it's a sci-fi, it's a drama, it's horror. It's I don't know. It's, some films are hard to classify. It's not. It's I mean, it's, yeah, just because it's not a slasher film doesn't mean it's not a horror film, right? I mean, right. we weren't talking about that last year. What was the um, what was the sci-fi film that we watched last year that had Annihilation? Annihilation. Yeah, that was my pick as well. <laughs> oh, I, I actually just watched it again recently. That was a great movie. Weird, but man. I think the lows for me is the the way it's shot. And when I get into the fun facts of this film, I'll tell you why it was shot that way. That's one of my uh, favorite. They like just drove around Edinburgh and just like creeped on people. And then later we're like, hey, can we put you in our movie? Like, I, I like that. It's cool. It's real. Well, that was my fun fact. Is that, like, That's those how are, it was. Yeah, was those, real. Are real, those are real people. Those, those are just real Jerk offs walking around. And I guess uh, everyone except Scarlett Johansson that they hired for this movie is either like almost a nobody or absolutely just some nobody. Yeah, pretty much. Like the budget pie is probably like 9% wedge. Everything they paid her. I I believe that. This movie costs like, I just looked this up. This movie costs like 13 million to make. And it only made back seven. Like this, mo- this movie is is a failure, a box office failure. This movie flopped. Mm-hmm. I get that. This movie's this movie's too highbrow. <laughs> it's sorry, it's an A24, it is. It's an A twenty four film. Uh, so A twenty fours are kind of like it could be really really fucking awesome, or it could be really really shitty, or in between like me half and half. Where I kind of understand what they were going for. <laughs> you just described it. It could be good. It could be bad. It could be neither. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it, it is an experience with which you watch pictures on, on a screen and then and then it's over. Well, it's like the pie charts like fucking Tim Rogers, man. I'm all about those fucking statistics when I'm doing, uh, you know, talking about how good things are. And I think the... overall people tend to agree that A24 puts out quality stuff. They They put yeah. out some stinkers, obviously, but I think. They put out more good stuff than bad stuff, could you say? And uh, by the way, they distribute this movie in the United States, but I don't think they made it. I don't remember. It's it, it was made in England, so it's or uh, in Britain, Scotland. Listen to me, I'm already fucking this up. Yeah. But, uh, but it was made by what did it say? Four Channel Four Films and some other mm-hmm. some other organization I know nothing about. Yeah, it, it came because I worked at Best Buy, and I remember actually putting out this DVD. Uh, it was actually 2013 is when it came out mm-hmm. as far as uh, on the shelves uh, of Blu-ray and DVD. And oh, actually, this, this movie was in theaters against um, The Winter Soldier. More, oh, yeah. More interesting <laughs> facts. <laughs> Man, that didn't stand a chance. No, there's no way. This, this, movie, this movie did not do well. Hey, do you just want to watch this obscure movie, or do you want to watch probably, like, critically the best MCU film ever made? Yeah, it. Uh, in the uh, United States, it made, like, $3 million. Like, the only reason it got to 7 is internationally. I imagine they went to fucking uh, Winter Soldier and they were just like, hey, look, fucking Black Widow's in there. Let's go see this movie. <laughs> and then <laughs> they were fucking disappointed, probably. Uh, but like, yeah, the, the lows for me was like the dragging of the, the scene sometimes. Some of them were, you know, cool. And some of them are, I was just like, I I have to fast forward a little bit because I know uh, it's this movie. A thousand percent is not for everybody. That And yeah. that's. I mean, honestly, that's probably its biggest failing is this movie cannot capture a wide audience. And I, I that's kind of why I wanted to watch it 
for the podcast. So I've almost chose it like two or three times. I've always wanted to do it because I really thought it was something we could actually have a conversation and or argument about maybe. I think Chad's yeah. going to have a big of an argument. So Chad's, I'll hand it up to you. Let's go. Oh, I mean, I don't know who am I arguing with. Did somebody not like the movie? Oh, you love oh. the movie. Oh, you love. Oh. I thought you meant like, oh, I'm, I'm angry. I'm coming. Oh, guns, no, guns, no. Guns I, and, and to be fair, like, I agree with you. Like, this movie feels like it's like a high end espresso in terms of flavor. Like, you either, you really got to fucking love coffee if you're going to drink <laughs> that. So, like, it, it does have a very specific flavor. And I think also for me, I have to just be in the right mood to watch something like this anyway. Yeah. So I think the setting was just good for me. Um, of course, you know, we uh, I said it pretty late. I didn't feel the best, and we talked about it before. I'm under the weather, uh, as I always am, because I probably have fucking severe immunodeficiency or some shit. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, I, I felt like dog shit yesterday and woke up and thought, I, I need to watch something instead of trying to be productive. So I decided, well, I got to watch this anyway. So it's semi-productive. So I, I put on the film middle of the day with nobody home sitting watching it. And it was the, like for at least 50 minutes of me being in the zone, watching this movie, it was like 50 minutes of the most unsettling time of my life that I can think of in a period of time, which again, I, I looking back now, I've clearly <laughs> watched things that were worse. I, I've experienced things that were more unsettling, but it, the the atmosphere it created when I watched it was just so unnerving. You're talking about the uh, first, the first half, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. half of it, because it okay. becomes a different movie after she, I don't know, develops empathy. After she it's, sees herself in a mirror, she's like, "Oh my god, I'm a monster! I gotta see." It, it's story. like <laughs> it's like a really weird like horror twist on ET. <laughs> like it didn't, it, but we didn't get to the point where she made a friend and got a bike. She. She just died. <laughs> it's not a different thing, but, uh, but yeah, I actually, I the there, uh, I actually, and I'll admit it, I watched the movie twice yesterday because there was so much that threw me off at, at the end, and I was like, there, and I got really into it. I don't know if it was just like the Adderall started to work right at the perfect time. <laughs> the but, bean kicked in. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the beans kicked in. I guess what, whatever what, that that or the Z pack started working, but. Uh, Something about the movie, there's so much duality in this movie, and it is so easy to miss because, like you said, the movie almost morphs into a different movie, and it does something so well in that it comes back almost full circle on itself but flips the script. Like, the beginning of this film, she is she is the predator, and by the end of the film, she's the one being hunted down. In a very more superficial sense, but uh, like everything else that happens to her, there's literally subtle things that happen at the beginning of the movie, um, in like mannerisms and how people look at her or act or how she's interacting, and then even even just subtle things like toward the end when she meets, uh, it's after she meets the guy that has the the facial disfigurement, um, which that's the turning point, right? Like she feels, I, I think that's what happens is she feels so guilty about sending him to his death whenever he he really was not about it and was just uncomfortable and she well, there was a domino effect it was the yeah. roses with the blood and stuff and then uh her falling down and i i don't know if that was after but the deformed guy if you look at all the guys that she brought to that house where the guy goes through the fucking floor and shit mm -hmm. they all keep eye on her because they want to fuck her the deformed guy is the only one that's like self-aware where the, his surroundings and stuff he's looking around like what the fuck is going on 
Mm-hmm. Um, the other guys are just like, I want to bang alien Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, well, and the other part of it too. At one point, they do a close up of her eye, and you could see, like, you could see through the uh, the retina and, and everything, and you could actually see in the back that there is, uh, or see through her iris to her retina, and you can see like it is not human. Like, there's a bunch of shit going on back behind it, and I think that like I, it's hard to tell if she is just an alien outright, or is she something else? Is she something different than what the males that are with her? Construct or a tool or something. Yeah, because and that's why it almost seems like, yeah, it'd be easy to say she's an alien, but is she a replicant? Yeah, she yeah she is actually like discovering and becoming self aware in her own way, rather than whatever her mission is or something. That's always what I thought because she seems to have no like sense of self. And like mm-hmm. at the beginning, she's replacing like one of them died or something, and then I like, ah, just mm-hmm. take the clothes off that thing. And this is your job now. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, there, there's some level of like programming because she knows how to drive. She knows how to like ask how to get to the M8. It's like you know, there's there's some amount of education there, but it still seems like in a in a detached machine like way. But mm-hmm. I don't. We, it doesn't tell us. You, you gotta. You gotta think for yourself. That's why. Well, it's even that, like, that's why I like this movie so much. Is I'm always talking about. I don't want movies to just like force feed you. Oh, they're from the planet Xenon, and they're here to collect human stakes, and they're doing all the and planet Zeist and all this other bullshit. No, there's none of that. There's none of that at all. It's just like, hey, this is the story. This is what happens. Like, get, get from it what you will. <laughs> And if you notice human the human stakes, the, the, the motorcycle so high. The motorcycle guy, he's like the, I guess, the boss or whatever. Uh, yeah, the motorcycle guy, I, I think they are like the actual aliens. They're like, this is their job is to like watch the harvesters or something. They're, they're like, they're maintaining the ma- machinery that slaughters the cows or something. Right. Yeah. Well, and you learn like at, toward the end, like at first you just think it's the one, but then it's very apparent there's more like yeah, he's got some several of them. Yeah, they're like, scattered and they're looking. And again, it, it's more like they're looking at her as property. But yeah, I, I always thought, like looking at it, there's a self awareness uh, that's attained, and I think that's that's what happened is she becomes self aware and develops humanity, but then has that stark realization when she's like, "Oh, I don't have a vagina, not an, not an actual vagina." Yeah, uh, no, I'm not human. Like... Yeah, I'm not human. At least what I am I? That's what that scene's about. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's I what I kind of. Uh, interpreted that with the the way up the and, life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way I interpreted it too, because when she has the cake, she like spits it out and does that weird scene where everybody's like looking at her, and then like, mind your business, asshole. Yeah, and then when she had sex, it, I think she was more like, "What the fuck? I what what happened down there?" Like kind of thing going on, or maybe like the I don't know, I'm thinking too into it. Like the dick hit like the the alien body, and it's like, "What the fuck." That's that's kind of what I assumed. It's like it's like an inch deep, and he's like, "Wait, what, what, what's going on here? What am I? Yeah. What am I striking against here?" Mm-hmm. Yep, that's. I was like, "Ah, my dick feels like it's cold as steel." What is that? It's <laughs> <laughs> the chassis belt for men in tights. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. He's got to like un- undo it. He's like, "Oh, I didn't realize there's a challenge." Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, even at the beginning, the the phonetics. I didn't catch that at first because um, the movie was really noises. low. Yeah. yeah, the movie was really low for me until, and I didn't even, and I saw like uh, some subtitles come up, but then it wasn't until the second time I went back that I realized because I had it a lot louder 
that there were phonetics being practiced. That's so, why I think it's like a machine being programmed because it's like yep. she's learning phonetically how to speak. Like and and like it starts with like those hard sounds and then it, it advances a little bit yeah. more. Zach, you said you had thoughts too. What, what do you think about this movie? Are you the one who hates it? Uh, no, I don't really hate it, but I'm like kind of middle of the road about it. Really, oh, well, you're with Dubs then. Yeah. Mostly for some of the stuff he said already. Yeah, it drags too much in certain scenes, I think. Uh, oh, it, drags, it drags too much the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. kind of does. Like, It's like, yeah, I like the beginning when it's like, it's weird and creepy and unsettling and shit. And the, the voyeurism from, from a van and, sh- and stuff like that, trying to mm-hmm. find people. Uh, but then it's like after like the first couple of scenes were she's like stealing dudes to implode in a black pool or something. <laughs> uh, it, it just starts really dragging from that point. And then it's like, it got interesting in after she basically like drove her van out in the middle of nowhere and just left. <laughs> it was like, Oh, she's trying to be a, she's trying to figure out what's going on. This is more interesting now. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing that led me to the whole machine thing is that they're out searching for her very aggressively and I don't, and like they hunt the one guy to back down and kill him. Uh, and the, the poor guy that got away that yeah. was like literally oh, gets to his neighborhood. And like, what I assume may, is maybe his backyard. Um, and yep. Nope. Uh, but, uh, like, yeah, the way it, the mannerisms to that made me think they're, they're, they're looking for her for two reasons. They're either looking to make sure that they can cover up whatever she's uh, maybe, you know, unveiled, or she's property. So like that, or that's the way they're looking at it. Oh, we, we're going back to collect what, what belongs to us and take it back. I think also, though, they're trying to just cover their tracks, because after she yeah, that check swimmer, he goes back and, like, gets the swimmer's stuff, so there's no evidence that he was there. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He doesn't mess with the baby at all. Like it just leaves. Like, yeah, that's that's inconsequential to what she's done. She abduct, abducted just the check guy, so he picks up the swimmer's stuff and nothing else. So, so I again, the bean was kicked in at this point. Even going back twice, I'm still a little confused about what happened with that scene. Like, was that just an isolated, separate thing where like someone went? And there was just other people on the beach. And they were drowning, and the guy tried to save the husband, and then he ran straight back out yeah. because his wife was drowning. It was yes. a little confusing too. I had to like read a plot synopsis. To no, yeah, I, I straight up looked it up on Wikipedia after the. First yeah, time. the dog so, went out. The the, the, the dog got caught up in the water, and the wife went to go get the dog, and then the the husband went to go get the wife, and then the swimmer saved the father, and then then that's when Scarlett Johansson said, "I'm gonna rock you in the face," and he and she did. But then the the it's guy just went, tricking guys into getting my van. But that's the worst part is the guy went back out there anyway, even though that's what I'm. That's what I was so confused about is like it was this cascade of things that was unrelated and it was this horrible event. He, and he didn't, then if, he didn't want to be saved. He was trying to get to his wife or whatever. Right. Yeah. But he's got a fucking kid. <laughs> that's what was throwing me off. It's like you're 18 month old sitting here crying on the beach. He doesn't. He, doesn't like he likes the kid. wife better. That's that's not, that's not his kid. <laughs> 
That's not his kid, I'll bet. There you go. I, I, I figured it no out. Plan, baby. It must be. But that, that whole thing was really fucked up. I don't know, man. That, that messed with me, like, especially when he goes back. And, again, the alien part I get, like, he's detached from all that. He doesn't care. But it's just, like, sitting there with no explanation at all of what it, what happened, what will happen. And I'm like, well, that kid's family just died, so the best situation is he becomes Batman. But, uh, and, he's like, raised so that, by seagulls. Yeah, he, he gets raised by... <laughs> He gets rich for penny worth of seagulls. Otherwise, uh, yeah, he, he's he's gonna just fucking die out there. No one's gonna find yeah. him because he's all over clean. Well, and they, I mean, we clearly unless yeah, he unless he did get saved by someone and they're gonna teach him the way, he is missing because they later on they give like that brief report and like the background and they announce that he's missing. Like they the whole family's missing. The eighteen month old's missing too. So something happened to the kid. Maybe the alien uh, took him and used him for appetizers. I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah. like, mm, veal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, veal. Can we discuss? Can we discuss that part where the, uh, you know, you see what happens in the the black pool and stuff, and then all of a sudden <laughs> the guy like insides just disappear. Yeah, I think oh, it's just supposed to be like freaky deaky alien bullshit. Like it's just supposed mm-hmm. to be terrifying. In in a in a surreal sense, I think it's just showing you how they make the the disguises for these weird aliens, it's more or less. Yeah, I, I I didn't think about that. Maybe that's how they uh, get oh, their bodies. The skin floats around that, or whatever. That's what I infer from, especially after like you see what happens at the end of the movie. Like, oh, like, and it oh, kind okay. of peels off. Yeah, it, I mean, it's possible that that's. Although I kind of looked at it like, well, they just like, yeah, I don't know if you've ever done it before. You ever like cut like the one end of a hot dog? casing and then just <laughs> uh, it's basically what happened they just made they did something in that process there's something in that the, that substance everyone's floating in that just turns everything and liquefies it right and then so like it, all your organs bone everything just gets liquefied and then it just it's slurped out and it, it's kind of gross but yeah i think what's disturbing about that because we don't know if like that's happening some other way but they like walk and they don't say nothing and they're just like sinking into this thing. Like they're yeah, not self aware about it. I struggle with trying to decide if it's like absolutely literal and it's like maybe there's uh, like mind control or like chemicals or pheromones or something else at play. Or if it's a meant to be like half what's happening and half like kind of a metaphor, it's like, He's so caught. They're, they're so caught up in the fact that they're going to have sex with a beautiful woman that they aren't seeing the danger around them. And it's like mm-hmm. the metaphor for like you're in a dangerous situation. You're about to be murdered and turned into an alien steak. But they're just like locked into. Oh, I'm going to get some booty. Oh boy. And that's why like the one guy who isn't used to to you know flirting with women or, or getting lucky or having one night stands or going on dates or ever having a girlfriend at all. That's why he actually like looks around a little bit. He has a little bit of sense of self and she it, says, look at me. And then he gets locked back in. That's the only time that in the movie too, that you actually see what's inside the house. Yeah. Like that, that sequence. And then of course, when she comes back down and she sees the mirror and she has that like epiphany that guy by the way was legitimately like you know deformed like that and apparently he like represents some kind of like charitable organization that like supports people like that or something yeah i I didn't go back to i didn't go back to look and see specifically what 
what ailment like, he had, if he had like elephantitis or or specific it, issue. It was it was something else. I don't remember what it was called. It has a really long, complicated name. <laughs> um, I'm, I might look it up now for sake of, of duck talk because uh, I, I didn't look into it. There's so many other things going on, and I was still like unnerved and like I had more questions than answers. Of course, by the end of the film, uh, but. But yeah, no, it was it was definitely intriguing. I, I I actually got to this before, and I forgot to mention it. But um, with the eye, like the scene where you see the eye, I almost wondered. There was also these uh, there's a sequence where um, I think it's near the beginning of the film. The very uh, first thing you see is the inside of an eye. Yeah, yeah, they show you the eye, and they they also show like the the those like circles that are that are shooting out, like these white rings that are coming out. And I almost wondered if that was some type of allusion to, because uh, as it draws out, it, you're looking at deep into an eye, but I almost wondered if that was also something related to hypnosis. Um, and then that made me think, well, maybe whenever she's bringing them in there, that's that's what's happening. But like you said, it could also be metaphor because the other thing is everything is pitch black around them. And that that's what is kind of odd. It's kind of yeah. like how the beginning when the, the one girl is, stripped naked they take her clothes and like she has she can't move but she has that single tear that goes down the whole room's white right but they're in that van or something are they well, uh, right well, exactly no, it was like real that, strange. It shows the top of that um apartment building that this, this very tall building and there's like lights in the clouds a little bit for a second oh that's true yeah, yeah so, so it, maybe they're on like some weird alien spacecraft or something I don't know. so the whole yeah. eye thing uh especially when the biker guy's looking at scarlett johansson's uh I a long time I think he's trying to see if there's any apathy or some type of emotion through the eye because uh, her eyes get bigger like it fluctuates when she's uh has emotions later on in the film and I think that's what he's looking for to make sure the tool is still doing what it's supposed to be in cold and programmed so this is the other thing that I didn't get either is I couldn't tell if at the beginning of the film, at least the first time, I just assumed the girl that the guy, the motorcyclist brought that ended up getting undressed and was just laying there and just had that tear, but didn't move at all. I assumed at first that just a person was watch this weird thing and we'll see the movie play out. And going back the second time, another thing I thought of is, is, is that actually the same? Th- I think you already mentioned it, Andy. Is she the same as what Scarlett Johansson is? That that has been happened my to assumption. her. That she, she's replacing this defective unit. And the idea is that once they become cognizant of, of emotion, like it's apparently like an expiration date. Like they hit a they hit some type of expiration where whatever being they are, they they start to become uh, they start to develop some form of humanity or self awareness. And when that happens, they have to get rid of them. It's too like bad no she won't live. But then again, who does? Who does that's right. I, I think <laughs> about Blade Runner a little bit when I'm watching this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she, I maybe she is a robot. Maybe she is AI programmed or something like that. Well, even I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get off off the rails here. But even in Blade Runner, they're replicants, which aren't strictly like mechanical robots. They're like synthetic, fake. Yeah, and so that's why I think this matches the replicant mold better. Is it's clearly it's clearly a biological thing, but it's you know it's not a robot, but it's also not just like a full fledged um, sentient standalone cognizant being. I I don't know. That's what I like about this movie. I don't know. And when I watch it, I think, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Oh, is this a metaphor? 
it's kind of funny because like the brief little bits of discourse I've seen about this movie, we're like the only ones talking about maybe she's a robot. That's like the only time I've ever seen anybody say that. <laughs> Everybody's talking about feminist themes and like yeah, I, I know, get that. I get that out of it too. Like I I'd a, like I like a lot that it's um I'm sorry I, I cut you off didn't I? It's, it's, no, keep going. But I, I do like that it's like a reverse of like if they'd have made this movie and it was a guy preying on women because they're weak, it would oh I've seen this horror movie like six thousand times. But it's interesting because it's guys who traditionally like as far as like rape culture goes, guys aren't carrying mace and tasers. They aren't being careful who they go home with. They aren't worried about walking home late at night by themselves. I walk home late at night by myself all the time. I ain't worried about getting abducted or, or turned into alien stakes or raped and killed and left on a ditch. Of course I'm not. But in the world of under the skin, they should be worried about it. They just don't know to be worried about it. And mm-hmm. that, that that's that's the interesting you know reversal of, I, I guess it's a, it's a feminist theme to, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't know. Uh, if I saw Scarlett Johansson titties, I'd probably be, you know, food. <laughs> on the flip side of that, that you could very easily in real life end up in a situation where you like, you wake up in a bathtub and you're missing like one of your fucking kidneys or some shit. Absolutely. Like you should be, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what I'm talking about with like the big dark room. Like clearly you're in a dangerous situation, but he's just like locked into, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get bone. This woman who looks like Scarlett Johansson. That's like a dream. This is amazing. Look, look how amazing she looks. I, I can't like, she doesn't even fully undress until the final one, which I thought yeah. was really interesting, but there, that seems realistic. It seems like you would take unrealistic risks, put yourself at danger, do things you normally wouldn't do for something like that. Yeah. And that's kind of why, like, it would be weird because that would be the one thing that's a metaphor in a movie that otherwise is like, like not straightforward, but they aren't hiding anything visually speaking. So that's why I, I say I struggle with that. I don't think that's what it really is. It's just I don't know. That's one of the 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 tracks I went down when I was thinking about this movie. I haven't um, until just now before recording. I was reading about the movie a little bit. And up until then, I kind of let myself develop my own thoughts, and I only discussed it with a couple friends who had seen the movie. And I was really surprised. Some people have got completely different things out of this movie than I did. But that's, like I said, that's what I like about it. They don't tell you anything. Yeah. It's more entertaining. I think what I, like, really liked about this movie is when she starts to become kind of, like, self-aware, where she's, like, seeing the surroundings of, like, human beings. Like, the whole Rose thing and stuff and seeing that they bleed and seeing the kindness of the guy, even though the guy probably was like, I want to bang fucking Scarlett Johansson, give a rose to her, please. Like, she's seeing that, and then when she fell down, she's seeing all the, you know, human reaction, be like, are you okay, and stuff. And then they also sprinkle in some bad things, like when she's sitting in the van, and those bunch of guys are, like, harassing, probably trying to rob her. I like her reaction. She's just like, what the fuck is going yes. on? I guess I'll leave. It was more <laughs> perturbed than anything. She said, what the fuck? And just drove off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, obviously, the big one, where you see the, the evil side is where... The end of the, the movie? Yeah, the end of the movie where the, the lumberjack guy, like, he's nice at first, and then later on rapes, tries to rape her. Mm-hmm. And murders her. Yeah, and murders her. Well, I, I I will give him a little leeway when he saw a fucking that skin thing. <laughs> he's like... He saw a creature. Yeah. I guess. I, mean, I, I kind of <laughs> get it, but also, like, 
his fight or flight is fucked. Like that was really that was a weird reaction. I, I better run and go get gasoline. And like it takes him like several minutes. And he comes back. Like dude, fucking he's in, leave. He's in Scotland. He doesn't have a fucking gun. He's got yeah, gasoline right. in the lighter. That's what I mean. Like flight instead. That, I, I, don't that, know. I just thought that was weird. That guy is uber Christian. Let me tell you, because he saw the black come off whenever he Demon. like ripped and he thought she was a fucking succubus and he was like i'm setting her ass on fire and sending her back to hell mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly like i think that's what happened and it, it made sense to me when he came back i was like oh there he is i wasn't even surprised when she gets, starts to get covered in gasoline i was like yeah he set her ass on fire because who wouldn't do that when you rip that either that or you just keep running i mean so well, it's a reasonable thing but i've also seen something about how like this is you could also say this is partially based off Scottish myth. You said it's succubus. They, they have a specific type of succubus. It, it's called like a, a something Sith, right? I saw yes. That. I and like, like so maybe like not necessarily crazy, but the old pagan shit. And he was like, Oh my God. In his DNA, he knew it was a succubus. Yeah. He comes from a long line of Scottish rapists who are very superstitious. I mean, are there any <laughs> other kind of Scottish people besides rapists? I mean, what, what? <laughs> Scottish what all six of them? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off, Scotland. Fuck his haggis anyway. Oh, uh, I want to bring this uh, up because of how it's like uh, filmed where it's like real people. I couldn't understand 90% of the Scottish people. I was like, what? Yeah. There was a spot like in the beginning. Uh, sir, there was a couple of people I couldn't really understand. I had to turn the subtitles on. Then after that spot, I couldn't understand everybody again. <laughs> I remember turning on the subtitles and being like, oh, she's just asking directions and they're explaining directions. Like, beyond that, I was like, okay, I get it, I guess. The guy, the guy yeah. in the bus, he, he said... It's like the guy from Hot Fuzz, <laughs> the old dude. Where's yeah. my? Like guy, I don't know if he's like Welsh or some shit. I, I kept thinking about the guys in Snatch. The, the, <laughs> yeah, I used in that. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, but, oh Jesus! But yeah, like <laughs> almost died just now. <laughs> I just straight one throated one of those little Sour Patch Kids. You deep throw the sour patch kid. I, just, I didn't. I didn't chew it at all. Just... They're sour, then they're sweet. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh man. Or is it the other way? No, that's right. I said it right. Yeah. So, like, when it when it starts to like get deep into like her changing, like that's my favorite part of the movie. Uh, and then it like fucking turns, man, at the end where she's like on fire. And then they do the, like this weird thing where the uh, biker dude's like on top of him now, and he like I guess he senses that his tool is fucking destroyed. <laughs> I guess it's just like a really neat shot. By the way, speaking of neat shots, every shot where he's riding the motorcycle, they all look great. It always looks awesome. I Somebody really should... love that first shot where it's just you can't see the motorcycle helmet, but you can yeah. see the reflection of traffic that he's mm. passing. And then as he comes out of the tunnel, you see, oh, it's a guy on a motorcycle. That shot is so good. It looks that awesome. one's good. They have that long panoramic shot on the road where he's just like flying by. Oh, yeah, where she had been walking earlier. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, there's so many good shots. They and like they did a great job just getting good shots of the environment around them, especially with um, the winter storm toward the end. As it picks up, um, oh, it's fantastic! Uh, I don't know; it was very well shot. Uh, damn, I had something to say about. Movie uh, made me want to go to Scotland and take a fucking raincoat because apparently it's just wet there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, uh, nobody said damp. I was really, I was really uh, disappointed that no one said the word damp. Too much water. Um, <laughs> too much yeah, too, water. Too much haggis. <laughs> too much water. Oh goodness. I, I don't know if you noticed. By the way, there was a soundtrack until she became self-aware, and it was just straight up environment sound throughout that that part, like the fog. Uh, when the guy like showed her, I don't know, a castle or whatever, and she put her head in there, and like the wind blowed and all that stuff. Like I, th- yeah. I thought that was interesting. Like the no- the music and the soundtrack was like her programming or whatever to keep her doing yeah, her. It was wor- always the scary stuff. Yeah, and then when she's out of that, it's like real reality and Horror. stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a really good observation. I had not realized that. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's. There, there's so many subtle things about the how this movie, like how it it weaves its tail. I don't know. Mm. I I really liked it, and I, I think its major flaws are again. I I don't have. I think the label of a movie drags on forever always has to have that caveat of well, was it supposed to? Because again, this movie's yeah. supposed to do that. I and I I don't mind that at all. I, it's a it's not a flaw. It's a feature, right? Like this yeah. movie's supposed to do that because it's supposed to be unsettling. I mean, it is uh, intentional. They 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 wanted it to be that slow burn. Um, yeah. like you know, obviously I chose this movie and I really like it, and I, I'm glad that you guys all got something out of it. But I will say this movie's like far from perfect. There's stuff about it I don't like, and there's too much of a good thing, like. W- there can be parts of a movie or scenes that are slow burn, but man, when you've got all of us, like the whole movie is just waiting, 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 and it helps tension and everything. But you know, I, I need a little bit of a payoff once in a while. Yeah, I was going to say I was reading up about this movie a little bit, and apparently they had been working on it for several years. The, the mm-hmm. guy that directed it, uh, and I guess the guy he was going to write it with or whatever, uh, and they had gone through several different ideas about how this would play out. Like he just, he didn't want to straight add up the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he wanted to do like his own version of it. And like they first, they thought it would be a big budget movie. And then they're like, no. And then they were like, no, let's just make it as minimalist as possible. And I feel like that's what they ended up with. Yeah. It's like uh, almost an experiment. Sort and of. I kind of wish it was somewhere in the middle a little bit more for me. Uh, Cause like, I appreciate that kind of stuff in the movie, but at the same time, it's like, there's almost it. The pendulum swung, I think almost too far in the other direction where it's like, there's, they, they almost give you nothing. Yeah. That, uh, that is true. Like that, it, it is like we talked before about like expositions, one thing, but so, like, it leaves you in the dark. I I think for me, I was in the like the right and right moment. Like, like shit just clicked well enough for me. But if I'd have watched this, if I'd have watched this at the end of the day, or my ADHD was all over the place, I I probably would have been fucking lost. Like here's something here here's something I thought of. This is an example of how like scenes drag too much, and it's like kind of like why is this like this? Uh, the scene where she knocks out the dude, the the swimmer guy, and then you you. We know she's not human, okay? But we have to see her drag an unconscious man across the beach, like, painstakingly long, like she's a human female. And we know she's not. Yeah. We we all know that. So, like, why could... You know what would be cooler and more unsettling is if you do that same wide shot and she's dragging that dude by the collar with one arm across the fucking beach like he doesn't weigh anything. Yeah. (laughs) 
I well, that's the thing. Though. We know that she's an alien or, or a robot or what a construct, whatever she is, but we don't know what her capabilities are. Well, never apparently, her, apparently she has no physical capabilities whatsoever because she gets overpowered by a human man. Well, yeah, I, I mean, she's I, I, a weird, like little stick alien, just like a. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I th- I thought at first the same thing you did when I like, the very first time I saw that, and then again for me it was so fucking unsettling to see her drag the, the guy and this child is screaming and crying. Yeah, I, think that, I think it's not so much that you're watching her drag a guy as they want to hold on the fact that this child is getting abandoned on the beach. Yeah. I mean, they could, you can still do that. I mean, uh, you can still do that and make it more interesting than what it really was. I, I don't know. I, I think that I, for, I, I agree to disagree, I guess. Like I, I think the way they did it was near perfect. I, I actually loved it. That dragged on because it was so unsettling. Hey, no pun intended. But, yeah, yeah, but really, yeah, but I, it's, I, it's not the the reason it's unsettling is because of the child. That's all. That's yeah. That's, yeah but but it wouldn't be to do with that. But it wouldn't be as unsettling if she was just like quickly moving along, like oh whatever, and she just lugs this guy over her shoulder, or just dragging him, and moving on, like because they're not going to linger on it as long. I mean, no, it, they, it, they, they could. could. They there are ways to do it. You're right. It's just I I don't know. I I think the way they they shot it was fine, and. At first, I had the same thought you did, but then when you see her get overpowered so easily at the end of the movie, too, like that's when it clicked to me. Oh, I've never once seen her show demonstrate any type of strength in the movie, even though we just assume that oh, an alien would just have super strength. There's some weird assumption we'd have. No, I mean, for all we know, every every alien that's ever going to come. To, to earth or in the hypothetical they're all going to have severe vitamin deficiencies and they're going to they're going to yeah, be really you see weak. those mexican aliens they're teeny tiny yeah 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 and well, then I, if you leave water around and have meryl uh swing away uh they hate water um <laughs> sorry signs i don't know i got one of my biggest pet peeves in films is like fucking static boring ass shots that just don't go anywhere for a long time and they take too long it's just, i want to I, I hate that kind of shit in movies i want to defend it though um because yeah we did talk about the baby it being disturbing but there's still a payoff by the way because she does get like some type of trauma and like ptsd or remembering something because remember she hears the black uh, child screaming in the car and she kind of like connects it with the other baby yeah. uh, so like i think they had to do that long shot just so that the scream gets like stitched in her head somewhere or you could still cut off 15 seconds of it still have the child screaming for like however long it needs to be and still do that and accomplish that that's the only like that's just like why are movies fucking two hours or 45 minutes all the time when they don't need to be anymore it's the same thing well that's the only like scenes where i kind of that's the only scene that i'll like give it leeway for it to be as long as it was but the other scenes where she's just like sitting on a corner and nothing happens, and then it just moves on to her. They do a cut, and then it's like they she meets the guy. Like, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't need that there. I don't need yeah. that there either. Yeah. <laughs> Especially near the end, whenever like she's like just lingering, <laughs> it, it like spends so long. It made me think of that meme of uh, oh shit, what's the what was the drug lord? What's who's like the really famous Colombian drug lord? Oh, um, it's just her name. I'm really famous. Columbia Escobar? drug Lords. Escobar. Escobar. Thank you. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, the, the, I can't remember who did it. The docudrama they did on, on Pablo Escobar. Uh, Netflix, I think. 
I mean, it's Netflix or HBO or something, but uh, they did they did one and the guy. There's like the scene of the guy just sitting at the bench and he's just sitting there and he stands up and he looks. And it's become a meme like of someone that's saying, "When I get home and realize my wife found my my Google history or something like that," and it's just it's just like like just like those like I'm just deep in thought of how I fucked up. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I thought of when I saw that. Um, oh, but shit. but no, Can I. I, I really enjoyed the movie though. I I thought it was I thought it was good, but I also realized I got it in like the perfect setting of when I watched it. If I'd have watched it most other times of the day, I may not have felt the same way. And I also get there's not a right time of day for some people. There's a very specific flavor to that movie. Yeah, like I said, this this movie that that's its biggest failing is it will never capture a wide audience. You got to be a particular kind of weirdo. You gotta be on the the right end of the spectrum. Sorry, Dubs, jump in there. Did she have a specific man, or did she just look for people that are alone walking? Did she have any? Yeah, I think I I think like part of her programming was to like pick out the right person because a few times because she would be like, "Where are you going?" and they'd be like, "You know, home or meeting someone." Oh, that person's gonna be missed. They're gonna start looking for him immediately. She's trying to find someone who like isn't gonna be missed for a while. Doesn't have family. Like, the one guy was like, "Oh, I live by myself." He would be the electrician. You know, oh, yeah. this is perfect. I'll get this guy. No one's gonna miss him for days. You know. Oh yeah, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, yep. You about to get fucking turned yeah, into sausage. She's looking for just the right adduct adduct tea. Yeah. Fun facts, by the way. Uh, Andy brought it up. Uh, those were real people. They would Scarlett Johansson would improv all the lines of her, you know, talking to people to come into the car, uh, and then when they got into the car, and obviously. At a certain point, they were just like, you want to be in the movie? Because I guarantee they didn't wait until after they got fucking butt naked and dick out and everything. They're just like, hey, you want to be in a film? <laughs> that would be weird. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the fun fact. Uh, that's why it felt so, like even the parts where she's like. She, I don't know if they were coming from a, a football, a.k.a. soccer, if you're in America, uh, uh, if that was like people coming from a stadium or a protest or whatever, like all that felt like real. <laughs> those people those those extras that were happening and people yeah. walking the streets like it, i actually got like metal gear solid two sons of liberty vibes where people are walking in the streets in fucking manhattan and stuff like <laughs> that's that that's the vibe i got uh the other fun fact uh the director uh had no plot pretty much they wrote down certain beats and stuff and everything else was improv so there was no plot structure at all it really just, was experimental. Yeah, I, I think I think that's kind of where its strengths and weaknesses are coming from. Is they said we're going to try this and it might work, and then it mostly didn't. But it's still got something. <laughs> kind of it. It's got a lot of heart, though. I mean, I, yeah. again, this movie lost money. Most people probably don't like it. You know, it's. I respect it though. He he did a risk. I guess. Uh, like like I said, I'm that weirdo. I'm the I'm the weirdo who likes this movie. Yeah. yeah. Also, that that scene when the crowds are—that's one hundred percent a football game. Yeah, that, that's what I because a lot of yeah. them have have bullshit on for like a team. Yeah, they're all wearing team stuff. Yeah, they're all wearing uh, shirts, jerseys, uh, scarves. Like they they are like un- unless they were trying to reenact a fucking Quidditch match, like <laughs> and they're all Slytherin or some shit. Uh, in which case, it turns out Scarlett Johansson is the protagonist. Then, uh, but. Uh, or the aliens are good guys because we can kill Slytherin, but uh, 
but yeah, no, it was definitely football. The, mo- the most realistic part and relatable part of this movie is if you're even somewhat introverted, is like when a huge crowd of people just grabs you and forces you to go to a club. And yeah, you, that, you, what, what the fuck was that? You fucking hate it like she did. Fucking <laughs> Drew like, like, it was all just like, I want to get out of here as soon as possible. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Whenever people try to force me in that situation, I'm like, I want to get the fuck out of here. I hate and that guy's like, I want to buy you a drink. And she's like, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm Scarlett Johansson. If everybody wants to buy me a drink, <laughs> I, that was I, another. That was another funny thing. Apparently, everybody in, in Scotland, that area, where she's just, she's walking around in costume, doing all that shit. Almost nobody recognized her. Apparently, her <laughs> hair was drastically different. I think that might be part of it. Uh, yeah, it's always drastically different. Like, you look like Black Widow. Well, she's, blonde. she's actually blonde, so it's like yeah. her hair color changes in every movie she's in. You gotta say it like this. Oh, guys, down there football. Yeah. All right. Well, in a nutshell, of course, I recommend this movie and. Basically, it's the kind of movie I say, yeah, you should watch it. It's great. And then people come to me afterwards and say, why'd you make me watch that? I'm like, ha fuck you. <laughs> but I do, re- I do recommend it. I do recommend it. I think it's cool. I think it's uh, it's one of my favorite go-to examples of I like it when a movie doesn't give me all the answers. And it's you know like a sci-fi weirdo movie. And it just lets you think about it instead of you know Planet Zeist explaining everything all the time. It was four thousand so, years ago on the planet. Size. Yeah, this might be. Uh, it, I ruined, was it ruined it. It was. It was better when you didn't know. Oh, they're immortal. I guess. I don't. There can be only one. Apparently, I guess. I don't. This movie rules. And then they explained everything and ruined it. It's exactly Perfect example. <laughs> but anyway, I do recommend this movie if for no other reason than that, and it's gorgeous. I yeah. recommend this movie. Um, now I'm gonna put it like this: if. You're not like an artsy fartsy or like me and Andy pretty much because I do. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, we call it. They don't tell us anything. I, I think that's the, the best part of the movie as well. Uh, but if you're like a person that's fucking impatient, don't feel bad when you're like fast forwarding. You're not missing anything. But just every time when you see a scene change and things happening, watch it because it's good. <laughs> but I recommend. Chaz will value. Yeah, I would, I would recommend this to to most people. Uh, no, I would say most people. Yeah, I would I would recommend it. Whatever. If I if I recommend it, like I I know ahead of time, like stupid people are not gonna like it. So I'd probably recommend it to stupid people to troll. Just, uh, just All like, right. Yeah. Marvel people. Smooth. Tell them this is like a Black Widow uh, special mission. No, actually, it's the easiest sell in the world. Hey, do you want to see Scarlett Johansson's tits and, yes. and not be a blurry? Uh, we almost a we blurry made picture? almost fifty minutes before someone mentioned it. I was wondering. I mean, it's gonna happen. I uh, it was gonna happen. Actually, it's kind of hilarious too. Timing, like, and everything uh, of this movie. The whole premise is like, oh, I could have sex with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I'm in a weird murky black pool. Up, oh, why is that machine coming up to my my anus? I don't know There's why. The funniest, the funniest one was like that dude from the club, and he's like doing the yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking get laid. Yeah, he like laugh. kept dancing. What the fuck yeah. was that? Oh yeah, straight up. Uh, if, uh, if I if, like, did he not look like uh, a, like an English version or a Scottish version of Daniel Garcia? Well, oh. Quagmire too, but that's 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 Daniel Garcia's whole wrestling shtick now. He's doing the whole. I'm, I'm the next, right? So he's doing the 
He's dancing yeah. like this. The guy should have at least him. done like, yeah. the fucking move, you know, like, but no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, man. It's, it, it's also kind of weird, too. Like, they all fucking had, like, fucking stiff, hard cocks. It was, like, weird. I was like, God damn it. They were ready it. to go. Yeah. Well, that, it, was, it was time. I mean, yeah. uh, that is the most realistic thing right there, other than the, the thing that Zach mentioned, which actually is, like, just seeing, like, the the sheer amount of discomfort of being grabbed by a bunch of drunk strangers. Oh, no, this way! Uh-huh. No, I'm serious. <laughs> if you're, it's like I said, if you're even even somewhat introverted and people force you into, like, fucking situations like that in public, you, you, you hate it. You hate it so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fucking awful. But, but yeah, uh, what do you think, Zach? Uh, it's, uh, there, there's stuff I like about it. There's stuff I don't like about it. Uh, I don't, I, I don't think I can recommend it, but at the same time, I don't think I can say I don't recommend it. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's <laughs> there's a huge asterisk on the recommendation for this movie. It's, it's like, I have to talk to you and then determine like, how weird do you like shit to be? <laughs> and then like, do you like Scarlett Johansson a lot? Cause it's like, I don't know. They were going to cast several different women for that role, and they were all like really famous. Well, one of them I'd never fucking heard of before, but the other three I did. And Who was it? Eva Green, Gemma Arterton, uh, and then the third lady I'd never heard of before, <laughs> and then Scarlett Johansson. Okay, and I think Scarlett like Johansson's Eva, better. Eva Green's a good. She's a good actress. Uh, she's also uh, very attractive. <laughs> Uh, Jim Arden, I don't know about her, uh, but she is attractive. And then Scarlett Johansson, she, I think she is a good actress and she is also attractive, which was they, they needed somebody to be both of those things. Yeah. I think Olivia Wilde would have been a great. Oh, Olivia Wilde was the other one. I forgot her. Oh, there you oh go. really? I, That's I, also I, before everybody found out she was like a fucking bitch, too. So, <laughs> just, <laughs> hey, I'm not sorry. She fucking outed herself. No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you are uh, what you are. Exactly. Uh, uh, so, but it, no, I, I, thumbs middle. Can I do thumbs middle? Thumbs middle. Why not? The bar. There are no the, rules. The Try bar. It. I don't. Yeah. I do. I don't dislike this movie. I got mad about that thing about slow scenes, but that's just like a personal pet peeve with me. It's like agonizingly slow scenes, and there is a lot of them. I, I can't wait to find an excuse to make us watch Sexy Beast. You guys are really going to like it. <laughs> that movie has no lingering shots. That movie is go, go, go. Stress, oh, I'll, probably stress, lo- I'll probably love that movie. Then. <laughs> See, I like lingering shots like that for, for two very specific settings. For movies like this where it's like like unnerving and like stressful and it's supposed to be. and it, Of course, both are intentional. The other one is when they do shit like that and it's comedic. Like those uh, weird, like awkward moment comedic things, and it's yeah, fucking painful. Oh, sure. It's like, like that. Let me let me clarify. I don't hate all scenes where somebody like drags it out or, or anything, but there has to be like certain criteria behind it, or like you know, it's like they have to earn it a little bit, kind of like a jump scare, or it's like you're breaking up a bunch of crazy shit that happens, so you need to slow down for a minute, or you know. Uh, and I'm not saying none of those slow scenes serve no purpose at all, because that's not fucking true. But it's mm-hmm. just, it was just too much. It's like every single scene was just, yeah. like, too slow. The movie mm-hmm. is an experiment. Yeah. I will uh, say yeah. this. This, Lake Mungo died for this movie's sins, because I'll tell you what, I don't know for a while if I'll ever have expectations for a movie, because that movie fucking sucked. Uh, but 
I didn't have expectations for this movie, and I think it helped a lot. Because if I'd had expectations like I did for Lake Mungo, I probably wouldn't have liked this movie. You should what just is? go into all movies with no expectations yeah, whatsoever. Just, just watch a movie. Especially, That's what I do. Especially for the show, you know, a little bit of... Oh, to be fair, like I think it's it's one of those things for me. It's it's kind of like, do you ever have you ever eaten something and you taste it and you're like, oh, that people kept saying this is good, this is awful, but then yeah, you Dairy forgot, Queen. and then a couple, yeah, okay, so pick pick something like you eat and a lot of people like it and you're like, oh, this is I don't like this at all, and then you forget and like a couple years later you're like, I'm gonna try this again, and then you have it and you're like, oh, why the fuck did I get this? I hated this the last time. No, yeah, I Dairy I Queen. think it's more uh like. As far, as far as you and I's experience with like Mungo, I think it's like you pick up your glass and you were drinking Coke, but you accidentally grabbed some, you know someone else's glass and it has milk in it. You're like, oh, I'm going to hug. Like you don't hate milk, <laughs> but you're like, oh, why is there milk? It's not Coke. Yeah, but actually, that, that's like milk. Fair. You'll drink it sometimes, but that's not what you thought was. Coke. So, so when I was seven, I did that with a Pepsi, but there were ashes in it. Ooh. Um, oh god, yeah. human ashes, not human <laughs> ashes. They, they're <laughs> cigarettes. No, I synthetic alien ashes. <laughs> oh man, Boy, this diet grandma's real good. Uh, <laughs> I almost puked a little bit because I that happened to me once. Uh, oh, awful! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to ask a question to Andy and Chaz because they were the most negative about Lake Mongo. Uh, now, if you watch and Andy, thank God you like chose under just well, I put it in a certain order where it's at, but uh. If you watch Lake Mungo and then watch Under the Skin, I guess this is more for Chaz. Would you have a different reaction, you think? Because you watched Lake Mungo and you're just like, this sucks. And then you're going into Under the Skin. Do you think you would have had some type of different reaction? No. No, guys, what I'm saying, like, if I if I would have watched this movie before watching Lake Mungo. I mean, I'm saying after. Well, I did watch it after. Yeah, it's too late. No, back to back. I'm meaning because back to back. You know, I, I don't know if I could watch a movie. I had to take a cold shower after watching Lake Mungo. I felt because we had Reanimator as like the 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 break to. Yeah, that's, uh, that's why the movies are arranged the way. Why would you run. take like a cold shower after that movie? What are you fucking I, trying to say? It, it was a metaphor. No, <laughs> it, I I was assaulted. What you don't what? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. That what you weren't assaulted at all. I, I felt assaulted. What, what are we watching fuck? next week, Dubs? I mean, oh, dramatic. You're letting this drag on. It's Stop. like the movie. Double feature. Freddy versus Jason and Alien. Not I'm Alien. so far. Alien. It's, it's going to be the same episode for both? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or it could be separate. I don't know yet. Post-production like we're doing dubs. We're Alien Dirty a bit, but all right. We'll do post-production dubs and stuff, so um, keep an eye out for that. Uh, but anyway... Let's do this ad, and then we'll get into post-credits scene. So, be right back. What's the best Indiana Jones movie? Wrestling nerds, wrestling weebs, wrestling fans. If you're looking for a different kind of podcast, one that goes over actual big wrestling news, I mean real stories, not somebody getting divorced or baseless rumors or whatnot, and get some color, we got that. We also do reviews of wrestling from the past, but sometimes we also do wrestling from the modern day, too if it's something that interests us at the time. Other than that, I would say the main attraction is just three guys who have been lifelong wrestling fans doing what wrestling fans do. Cutting up, cracking jokes, and just enjoying the entertainment wrestling can provide, however that comes. If you want to catch Getting Some Color, you can catch it bi-weekly on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, usually. Usually. 
Yeah, I didn't. I hit the is, big truck. Um, is a wrestling weeb just someone that only likes like Asuka and Kenny Omega or something, or is it? Yeah, like Japanese wrestling. That's all they fucking like, and they jerk off too. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I figured. Like I used context clues, but every time that ad plays, I kind of half wonder, and I never ask. And I figure it's time to know. It's time to find out. You're wearing. Yeah, you, you, you oh god! No, you're good. I was gonna say, you know, they watch like weird Japanese apartment wrestling, and they like fucking watch Stardom, and they they unironically, very gravely, seriously insist that it's a great promotion and everything, and all this other stuff. <laughs> You're uh, yeah. wearing the cruiserweight classic shirt, right, Andy? Oh yeah, I am actually. Yeah. Wow. Wrestling. Oh yeah, I saw that earlier. I was like, oh, CWC. He watched that. This was the last time I was like, I'm into wrestling, and then like over time, I was like, no, I'm not into wrestling. <laughs> but I loved the cruiserweight classic. That was like the last. That, that's the most recent wrestling product that I really loved. That was a good tournament. I, I see your your Mothman shirt. Why is he in a football stance? This threw me off. He's, he's, he's coming for you, bitch. He's coming for you. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, we're coming for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So host credit scene is where uh, what the hell we've been watching, playing, or doing. And since we are doing this recording in the same week, I'm pretty sure not all of us have a lot of things to say. But I watch Action Button uh, because I brought up about Last of Us and Andy linked the Last of Us uh, video. Uh, and I have some thoughts. Tim Rogers at times is funny. Uh, most of the time, I just don't think he's funny at How all. How much of it did you watch? Did you just watch him? fucking around talking about all the games he owns i'm two hours into it okay. uh, yeah so oh you didn't even finish it you can't talk about it yet no i, I think just, I had i'm enough. fucking with you no, I'm just I think I, so literally there's 45 minutes of him talking about what games are in his fucking storage bin it's uh context. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair you i think that's the context i think that's the weakest one he did though no what yeah the one? last of us is the worst action button I, yeah, oh, really? I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. It is. It is. It is a bottom, and it's still entertaining. But it, it among the others, quality wise, it's definitely the lowest. Like honestly, I, I still th- like if you're gonna watch them all in order, do that. But if you just want to watch one to like get a taste, the Doom one. The Doom one is is my favorite gateway one. Mm-hmm. Doom's a great one to start with. The Final Fantasy one's really funny though too. Like I actually, did, that's you did play Final Fantasy remake, didn't you? You just yeah. didn't beat it. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, maybe maybe the Final Fantasy one for you then. So <laughs> let her kill me. <laughs> I did laugh. I did laugh. I did laugh out loud when he said Troy Baker went to the IGN party and I went up to him and said, "Because you did a great job, I shopped backpacks." And I fucking did. I and, <laughs> and then Troy Baker said, "Okay, cool, dude." <laughs> And he did. He, 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 then after that, he described what backpack he bought and how much it was and everything. That review is why I recently played Another World. Oh yeah, huh. that's. That, I did laugh at that too. He's like in it, Another it, World. Uh, it, it's it, so much similarities. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it. Uh, it. it what did he say? It popularized the idea of the the little guy big friend dynamic or something like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad, child, big friend dynamic. Uh, fuck, what is it called? I remember. I don't know what's now. Funny, and I do like uh, 
he called out one of his like viewers and stuff he's like the viewer that said this is an interactive movie well i'm gonna answer your question live on this video and he said <laughs> he said no this is not an interactive movie you're actually wrong and then he describes why it's wrong so i i, I was coming into this being like it's not funny but now like when i say it out loud i'm like now it's funny what the fuck it's weird how tim rogers like does this thing it, 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 I, I described it in there as like his brand has to be like autistic but like informative uh and funny and so thorough yes i guess yeah. i might call it yeah what, he, he what, starts getting away. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead andy no you're good go ahead um he starts getting away like he he has that manner of speaking all throughout season one uh at the beginning of season two he kind of says okay we're gonna we're, we're gonna do it a little more <laughs> personal and he gets away from it some okay good because the voice kind of gets to me a little bit it's like an in-between of like metal gear solid and sam fisher and i know that's like kind of like the same tone a little bit but it's like he goes like and this is what i do and then he's like and then he like talks a little bit normal but still monotone and i was like all right bro stop it's a good comedic effect but as far as just narration goes he he, kind of gets tired of it I think more or less during cyberpunk. And then after that, he says, okay, we're not, we're not going to do that necessarily anymore. His hair is messed up in cyberpunk thumbnail. Is there a reason why? Is I don't it- know. He just looks different in every video, like outrageously. So, so. like there's so much time elapses during all that time. And of course, a lot of this is during COVID. So a lot of it's he's stuck inside. So I think it's the most hairstyle time. changes. For COVID, he would have got a sit down interview with Toro Iwatani. Yeah. Uh, so I, at least for what I've found in his videos are that, and this is also going back and like consuming all that content all in one, like power, I mean, power sitting, watch it again, power it. hallucination. I fucking, I might, I've, <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. But, uh, I've watched a bunch of his older stuff with Kotaku though. And a lot of it does definitely seem like he's just taken a character and like dialed it up to 11 with like how dry it is, but it's still him, but you could definitely tell in those like cuts in between like outtakes and stuff. He's definitely like, it's him, but it's not him. If that makes sense. Like he's definitely, he's laying it on thick as a bit, but, uh, I definitely agree. But like the Boku no, uh, Nazi Asami, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I did it. Yay. I didn't have to look it up. I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> well, yeah, I did it. I, I'm learning. I'm turning Japanese. So, uh, yeah, you think so? But uh, no, that that uh, that episode is brilliant. Like I like, and he gets really personal with some of the shit that he went through. Uh, and you, you like go in for a game review, and you come out like with the same experience you would have like reading a book. Yeah, actually, that's a good one, and that, that makes a lot of sense too. Because with his narration, he writes a lot of this stuff down. Oh, did you he, ever read any of his writing? No, I haven't yet. But that, that's what I was getting at. Is like he he. He writes, so I have. Well, I, I think like, I have, but I haven't like dug into all the stuff that you'd sent me. If that makes sense, um, but yeah, his his reading prose. It, it's funny is now that I've listened to him do all of this. Uh, anything I've read of his, I'm reading it in that voice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I it sucks so much that the original action button review site is down for whatever reason. 
people on the Reddit speculate all the time and people on the Discord like kind of bring it up once in a while, but he has not answered as to why it's down. And if it ever comes up, <coughs> go back on there and just like read. Like obviously they aren't all by him, but if you can find the ones that are by him, like you can see his voice developing in them. It's really interesting. What is the most uh time in a video that he spent in a game? Like which video is the longest? Or yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, the whiskey's hitting. That was a weird hard. way to ask that yeah. question. Uh, <laughs> I think it's—is it still Tokimeki or would it be Cyberpunk? Because I think it's the Cyberpunk. I it's. I, I can't remember if uh, Tokimeki was longer than Boku no. Uh, I think, well, I think it it's is. Cyberpunk. It, you yeah, all the videos. Yeah, but I, I, Cyber, I think it, Cyberpunk is longest with an asterisk. It's only longest if you watch it wrong. Yeah. So the the way Cyberpunk is broken up, it's a video, and then it leads to a set of videos. And he explains how they wouldn't allow him to post the whole video in the way he wanted to. Uh, so he decided to rebel and just cut it in the, the pieces anyway. But then the whole point is it's like a choose your own adventure where you it's, choose it's like, it's like the Cyberpunk. next six. In Cyberpunk, you have to decide what your yeah. character does. And so you, the viewer, are going to decide the review that you're going to watch. Yeah, so you pick the two that you're supposed to watch and then watch the end. And that's and everyone part. watches this Citizen Keanu and then something else because that, that's the most appealing sounding one. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, it's and but if you watch all of them, which if you eventually go back and watch them all or, or whatever, then it is technically the most content over one game. Right. Um, it, it, like I said, if you watch it wrong, that's the longest one. If you watch it correctly, I think it's Tokimeki Memorial, but it kind of has an optional. You can skip the middle if you don't care about the gameplay because it's it was never yeah. translated. So he plays the game. I mean, he plays it like 17 times or something, but he <laughs> he describes two full playthroughs of the game so that you can understand what he's talking about, critically speaking. Oh, yeah. And talks about how it broke his brain, uh, which was funny. What I thought was funny is uh, there's a how video. Shiori Fujisaki is actually Dracula. <laughs> yes. Uh, he uh, he did a uh, a review for Kotaku on Pokemon Sword Shield. That was when a good came one, out. Too. Yeah. What's really funny about that one is he talks about how he can't just do one review of the Pokemon because Pokemon's so much more. So he does like six different reviews all on that video, but he just does them all together. But there, he has someone keeping him in line, like not letting him go and do a two-hour like rambling session of of nonsense. So like the video itself is only like an hour and a half, but it covers six reviews just like Cyberpunk does and how it breaks down. But what I think it's hilarious is he always says, "I think I've talked about this already on the show once." So it probably shows how much I liked it. But uh, it has that cut intro uh, of like the the music that's for like the NFL theme. When you're going to watch like a, 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 an NFL classic, it goes to that, and and each time, and it never like tells you when it's going to happen. He'll just be talking, and then he'll go into it, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just, I guess, I'm doing the next review," and he just starts talking about, "Oh, this is the book review of Pokemon Sword and Shield." <laughs> <laughs> I like that gimmick. No, it's really funny. So then, when uh, seeing that, then thinking, "Oh, that's kind of what Cyberpunk is," but it was more deliberate with Cyberpunk because of. You know, you Did say, you ever watch the, the one about how to avoid all spoilers forever? Nope, so I haven't watched it. It's, okay. on, it, it. it's a short one. It's like less than 20 minutes. It's very funny. Okay, I, I need to check it out. His I podcast, is it like different between his his mainstream it's videos? It's not just him, and that helps. I mean, okay. it's usually not just him. He does a lot of talking. Do my intern credit? 
Yeah. yeah, I just yeah. followed it. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, it's like oh, I have he's another. He's baked out of his mind in this current one. I'm, like, he, he, <laughs> I, I said that he's gone. Yeah, he's not there either. They don't say, and Brandon's gone too. Really but, weird. Yeah, uh, but him like, and Frank and uh, yes, the Scottish dude that gets on there once in a while. I can't uh, remember the guy's name. Uh, he he's all right, but like no, it was funny because like I I started it. I'm like Tim's either sick or he's baked out of his mind. And at the end, he's like. I'm high as a kite, man. I'm like, yeah, he was baked out of his mind the whole time. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I, I also want to point out this man has a lot of fucking Dragon Quest games. Uh, yeah. It's fucking insane of how many. When is he going to do a Dragon Quest action button? I'm like dreading it because I'm going to have to play one. And I know he's going to choose five. Shut up about Dragon Quest, but he's yet to do anything about Dragon Quest. And he yeah. fucking hates Bioshock Infinite. It's fucking... I don't blame him because <laughs> I, is... I love that gimmick. <laughs> that game <laughs> is trash. <laughs> you watch. It's just like Bioshock. If it were terror, if it was terror. <laughs> <laughs> if it were good. <laughs> I, I, I do like the analogy. Like, if the Last of Us was on HBO Max, it would be Sopranos. And I guess Bioshock Infinite would be The Wire if it was bad. <laughs> that, that's it. That's, uh, it. that's right. So he he does, there's like, he brings up just the, the Bioshock as a series. I think it's so easy to dunk on Infinite for all of its, its glaring problems. But what's hilarious is when he actually shits on the original one. And I can't remember how it, like what video it's even in. It may not even be in an action button, uh, but there's a, a snippet where he's like shitting on the original Bioshock, and he's talking about like secrets and plot twists. And he's like, the only reason people like Bioshock is because it surprised him so much. And then people that think they're smart started talking about how much it surprised him. I got the twist immediately, and from from the very beginning, I knew this game sucked. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that that's a gimmick though, because I've heard him talk about it on insert credit. Insert credit, yeah. Uh, no, no, Brandon both hate it. It's like yeah. a mix of like a really hard opinion, like that they just have, which I get, but yeah. also, but also like it's a running bit, which is just hilarious. Yeah, I, I guess I guess gimmick was the wrong word. Like it's not he's not pretending to hate it to be funny. It's just he brings it up belaboredly at times to be funny. Like he does, in fact, not like it. Apparently, it's just he'll, at the, at for any reason at all, he'll bring it up again. And that's right, that's all he needs. It's all hanging fruit to him, yeah. and it piss and it's it's extra funny because it rattles so many people. Because so many people get mad if you bring it oh, up. Dude, you're, that game's good. You show like that yeah. meme of like the crying guy or whatever. That, that's, <laughs> I mean, that, that's a good thing to point at. To be like, you don't ha- like you can like someone a lot. Like I, I like Tim Rogers a lot. I read his stuff. I watch his videos. I watch him on Twitch. I follow him on Twitter, or whatever. But I don't just I don't agree with him on everything. And I, in fact, yeah. liked Bioshock a lot. So there you go. Yeah, 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 same. I, I like Bioshock. I like Bioshock. Bioshock Two is sucks, and I Bioshock Infinite is okay. I, I always like one. So, uh, anyway, yeah, that's all I've done. Is action button? Oh, keep I guess going. I keep watch Doom at least before you decide if you're going to stop. No, I I think he's after talking with you guys and like hearing the stories. Like it's growing on me a little bit. It's just like the initial. I went into that video right away, and I was just like, God damn it! Stop talking about your fucking games in the storage bin. Just <laughs> I really like that. Oh, I forgot too. Um, at the end of it, no, no, at the beginning of that story, he said he used to own a bunch of games that would make a game collector very jealous, but he put them all in the trunk of his 1995 uh, ex-police 
crown Victoria or whatever so he could sell them to a friend. And that friend took them all. Do you remember that part? Yeah, and he also brought up that he's a minimalist now. And then he's like, but I have a storage bin and named like about 90 fucking games. <laughs> yeah, he named like 20. But at the end of that story, he says the friend took them all. Yeah. Right? Do you yeah, remember who he said it is? No, he said he had a friend. In he said New he York. had a friend that took them all. He said, you didn't have to take them all, Vito. And then he moves on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's Vito yeah. from uh, fucking uh, Dick Masterson. Yeah. What what a small world it can be yeah. sometimes. But no, he and Vito Giswaldi are apparently friends from like years ago. They worked on games together at some point. Uh, uh, Vito on his channel has a weird video where he goes to... Um, the anime convention in LA and Tim is also there and they just like um Raz nerds for 30 minutes. It's very funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I didn't even put that together because I remember he said Vito, he, he said like your room is a mess. And I was like, that's a <laughs> he Not, like out, ousted him and everything. Yeah, I uh like it didn't click at that time, but I was a I was a fan of Biggest Problem and also a fan of Tim Rod like it kept I kept but being like do they know each other or something and there's uh on tim's youtube channel not action button he has like a private youtube not private but a youtube channel where he just puts a bunch of nonsense he and Vito used to do some show where they would just talk about gaming news and i don't know there was some gimmick it's not very good <laughs> and then uh you know how on uh insert credit they do violence island sometimes yeah that's an old podcast that Vito, tim and jaffe created Huh. It, w- it used to be its own thing just violence island and uh the website is gone but through the wayback machine you can find it so i i downloaded it all and it's on my desktop i've been listening to it here and there it's, it's pretty funny but you can tell all three of them hadn't quite figured out their their podcast chops yet i guess so i got a question for you guys because i brought it up in the chat i was like is he related to david jaffe is there like an inside joke about because they always refer to him with his last name they never say alex like, I would think they would want to say Alex instead of Jaffe because a lot of people are going to be like, David Jaffe? Oh, my God, they're on insert credit. I don't know. I mean, I think oh. it's just because they're they're friends and they were probably in a fen- friend group that had two Alexes or something. Probably. Okay. I, right, I well, assume. That- I, I've been Johnson to people before because, you know, Andy's a common name. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all I've done. Uh, I played Starfield. It, it got interesting. The storyline, um, there's star people. They're saying, like, you can't. Star- yeah, they're called Starborns, and they're just like, you can't have the artifact. Humans they can pilot Gundams it. better than anybody. <laughs> yeah. They come off like that, by the way. They go, you humans should not have the artifacts, and they start shooting at me. I'm like, whoa. Gundam <laughs> types. Yeah. All right, have, you, have you gotten your Gundam yet? My no. Gundam? No. Are we uh, playing Armor Core or are we playing Starfield? <laughs> I don't know. Are, what's the difference? Uh, one game's good. Figure it out. (laughs) So what you're someone's a Sony fanboy. Yeah, one game is a shock. Uh, I don't even have fucking armor core. I'm just trolling. I'll wait for Phil to buy Nintendo, motherfucker. I've been very tempted to buy it. I've heard really good things about it, but you have to touch it. Yeah. So all right. Andy, what about you? Well, I watched the movie From Beyond on Zach's recommendation. And uh, it's fucking it's fucking bonkers. <laughs> uh, parts of it I like better than Reanimator. I don't know that I like the movie as a whole better than Reanimator, but it has a lot of stuff in it that I really enjoyed. It's more it's a little more wild than what Re- even Reanimator is. 
but uh yeah uh, like it, i think it gets, Rian- it, it, it I was jumps say, it jumps off its rails hard oh yeah i was gonna say reanimator is more cohesive yes uh, yeah in general absolutely uh, but it, get, well, it gets, that movie must be wild then it no, is it, it, it is weird with like the bdsm like room and all this psychic there's a bdsm room there's, stuff and I, yeah you ever play Phantasmagoria <laughs> too? Well, no. I, so it's, it's like that, but like to eleven. Chaz, watch From Beyond. All right, I guess I'm next. It's, I thought it, we were all gonna watch Psycho, but then none of us watched it. So I, <laughs> I mean, it's been two days, but but yeah, that's fair. I like to watch it. I like Psycho. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm cool. I thought I thought we were gonna do that. I was gonna. Be I said I said we should all watch Death Dream before that, and I guess everybody said fuck that. Oh, I forgot to mention I started Death Dream. Don't get mad at me. Okay, don't get mad at me. I started Death Dream, got bored, stopped it ten minutes in. That's bullshit. I'm you sorry. Like, okay, you recommend really this thought... fucking bullshit indie rific movie? You're like, I'm bored. I can't watch wrong... this. It was just the wrong. I I oh, it. It was the wrong. I had just got home from work and I was like eating a sandwich and I was tired. And I was like, this is dumb. I'm gonna go play. One I told you it was a slow burn. I know it. I'm sorry. I didn't prepare myself. Watching but it's, it's, it's not birds. like I'll never try again. I'll try to watch it some other time, but I don't. No. Damn. That's what you get. Uh, oh, and then, um, let's see. I played Wild Arms. And Does then, uh, well, hang on. And then <laughs> I started Wild Arms. Let me explain. Uh, I, have a, I have a physical copy of Wild Arms. It's in Red. my hand for those who are listening to us audio-wise. Uh, I put it on my Polymega and was playing it on there. And I got five hours and nine minutes into the game. And at that point, uh, there's like, you, you do the prologue. There's three characters. They each have their own prologue. And then they all meet up. And then there's kind of like some extra prologue stuff. And then there's some point where they're like, we're going to go on a quest to save the world. And I looked it up. What is supposed to happen is the screen cuts to black. And then it plays like a CG thing with credits. And like the characters all looking epic and cool or something. I don't know what it looks like exactly because mine won't load. It will not load it. Oh all. no! So oh. I tried everything. I tried reloading the save. I tried reloading save states. I tried deleting it from the Polymega and playing it just from the disc. I tried cleaning the disc and playing it just from the disc. I mean, I spent like a couple hours like researching what I can do and what I should do. And technically, I could try to put it in a PlayStation or uh, something else, but I don't know if it would just happen again. So I was gonna get the disc resurfaced or do something else. But man, I really wanted to play this game, but I was five hours in and I thought about it and did my research. I was like, God damn it. This this is really the best solution. I just got on my PlayStation four and just bought it digitally. And now I'm playing the first five hours of the game again, because I'm a massive chump, but it's not taking as long before. Like I said, there's three characters. They each have a prologue. Each prologue took me like, yeah, about an hour. I just blew through all three prologues and change right before we recorded in like an hour and a few minutes. So I'm getting back on track, but still it's like, it's a little less magical to just like go from point to point to point to point in an RPG. Like part of it is like exploring and talking to NPCs and looking at my menus and using items, but I'm just like sprinting. Like there's there's an actual sprint button in this JRPG sprinting to and from objectives and people to get stuff done, to get back to where I was, but it seems to be working. And honestly, um, the work that Sony did on the digital version is really good. The game looks great. The, uh, 
I, I talked last time about how the overworld is 2D, but the battles are 3D, and they overhauled how the battles look. I mean, it's still the same thing, but everything's just crisper and nicer. It has a cool rewind feature that I enjoy. You just, like, hit the options button, and then you can rewind to some other point in the game and go from where you were there. I don't know. It's neat. So I don't know. It's uh, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. It sucks. I, I might still get this resurfaced at some point because it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a JRPG for the PlayStation. I like these and they're expensive and hard to find. But, god damn it. <laughs> I guess I'm playing it digitally now. It's, it's annoying too because the last game I played, Shadow of the Colossus, was on the PS4 and my controller, one of my controllers crapped out and I was trying to buy a new controller, but I still have the one that came with the system, but the battery doesn't hold a charge that well. It kind of does, but not for long. And I thought, good, I'm done with the PlayStation 4. I don't have to buy a goddamn controller now. Now I feel like I need to buy a controller. Last don't, night I was shopping for PS5s, though, so I don't, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Don't, don't buy a controller. We'll talk after the show. I need to talk to you about things anyway, because we have you have we have shipments arriving tomorrow. Yeah, I I saw some people getting them early too. But uh, yeah, yeah. My, uh, both uh, we'll talk about it after the show. Just don't jump off right after. So okay. Yeah, I I won't have to this time. I, I'm already missing um, practice and Suzuka, so I'm not gonna watch it anyway. Can I? Oh ask- shit! Uh, I'm sorry, Doves. I did watch one more thing. One more thing I watched. Uh, Tuesday after we recorded, I said I wanted to watch something later by, and I hung up on all you guys, and I went and watched the Like a Dragon Direct, and it made me really excited, and I had, well, I talked myself out of playing Man Who Erased His Name, and I watched that video, I was like, fuck, now I gotta play Man Who Erased His Name, that looks really good. (laughs) But yeah, Infinite Wealth looks great, I can't wait for that game, it comes out in February. I'm actually excited. It will have a physical release. I'm actually excited. Kind of news, if you're, I mean, you're gonna, you're already gonna know about it since this is gonna be posted in October. Uh, but Tokyo Game Show happened. Like a Dragon is coming to Game Pass, so I, that's I'm gonna be playing uh, that. Uh, and Ace Attorney is coming to Game Pass in five days, so I can't wait to play Ace Attorney on Xbox. Uh, wait, is it a new Ace Attorney game or is it? No, just no, like the a- trilogy. Yeah, there's oh. well, there's there's the original trilogy. And I think there's a new Apollo Justice trilogy or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's like there's it's like I can't remember. It's Apollo Justice and Ace Attorney four, and so I can't I can't remember. I only played the first two. I like them, you know. But what what I was gonna say is, did you guys ever play the Battlefield two um, demo disc on the original Xbox? By the way, no. So, so there was problems with the, how the disc was made and was being read on. I, I don't know if it was on 360 or Xbox, but anyway, I've done everything. I resurfaced the CD, uh, but there was a instruction where you boil the CD, CD in water. I don't know why. I just read it on uh, a message board back in the day. Sure, yeah. And it worked. What? It, after I boiled the CD, it fucking worked on my uh, 360 original Xbox. How how long did you boil it? Uh, a minute and a half. Huh. In, in a pot of water. In a pot of water, boiling. You know, boiling that being water. said, I fixed a PlayStation 1 game back in the day with toothpaste. So, I mean, anything's possible. Mm. I've also heard the banana. You rub a banana peel. I've never done that one. Uh, I've heard that works. 
Man, what we did as gamers, like we blew in a fucking cartridge, or we fucking I boiled it. We blew. It. Yeah, that's my favorite description. Is like, hmm, what will make this piece of electronics work? Mm, mouth it. bacteria. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. But but anyway, that that's my last big interruption. Uh, did I mean again? We haven't had as much time as usual. But what about you guys? Play, watch, do, read, jazz. I've just been sitting here eating my Sour Patch Kids for 48 hours. Yep, haven't moved. <laughs> I, I thought you're lot. unemployed now. Don't you have a ton of time? Yeah, studying. Uh, oh, you got to give that up. Well, uh, I mean, it, it, I, I'd love to. That'd be great. But uh, yeah, I've got this whole expectation to like pay bills or something. I don't know. It's weird. It's oh, well. Crazy on a dojo. Create my own dojo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Psycho dojo. No, I uh, I did play a little bit of Warcana. Um, wow. I'm trying to get, prepare myself a little bit because there's a, a 1K uh, tournament for it. Not this weekend, but next weekend nearby. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I'm just trying to. The problem is the game is new, right? I'm trying to figure out what to play and there have been a couple of events like like in paper events and uh it's it just i don't know it's weird like some people were just playing literally whatever streamers online are playing and that's not to say it's right or wrong like clearly there's some people that are doing really well playing things consistently but uh and there are also people that are still just like playing like really j- just janky stuff and like doing well in these events so it's getting coverage and it's like yeah but that's because like 20 people played in this event and well eight of them are gonna make eight of the 20 made it some guy can get really lucky with a pile of shit if nobody has cards like yeah. you, get, you have people going to these events playing and they're probably just playing like the pre-constructed decks because they just literally can't find cards good. yeah like i i went from the old adage of um uh because see here's the thing pokemon is different and i only say that in the fact that uh Pokemon put so much extra bullshit in their stuff, and you can open from a collector's perspective. So if you're opening for that reason, you'll get stuff out of packs. Did you see that the four hundred dollar pre-constructed not tournament legal box yeah, set? Yeah, <laughs> that is that's that is just a big pile of dog shit. Just to get you so that yeah, I didn't even. <laughs> I actively laughed when I saw it online, and it, like by the time I saw it, I think it had been posted for ten minutes, and it was, and it's gone. <laughs> and, and I was like, "Oh, scalpers will have they fun do. losing money on that." Yeah, good. but I, but anyway, Orkana is a lot like Magic in the sense that there's really not like it's going to be hard for you to get value out of what you open in a pack unless you're wanting to deliberately collect or you just have the fun of opening them. But if you're actually just trying to get four of whatever you need for a deck. Like, you were wasting your time even trying to buy Sealed anyway. I mean, you can't even find it. But even if you could, it, w- it wouldn't make sense. So I just bought singles. And the singles, like, have only went up since I bought them. So, and it'll go back down. But, like, I've already, like, in terms of value, like, made my money there. Um, but, I mean, I can play most of whatever I want. It's just a matter of trying to figure out how to build the decks um, and just test them out. And I've had a couple of spicy things that I've come up with myself that doesn't seem like anybody else is playing, but they're working. And I'm just putting oh. that logic, magic uh, logic to it. Chaz, just I'll say this over to you, I guess. Uh, when you come down here, uh, I might want to give you some Pokemon cards because I think I'm like I'm, I'm out of it. So anything that I have, I'll probably give to you. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, anything else? Um, I'm trying to think. 
No. Uh, just more medical lectures and doing questions. Whoa. Moxley yeah. almost died, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah. I, so I kept getting messages. I have a friend in, in Louisville, and he, he's messaged me about going to a show, but I'm not going to be able to make it. And then he like kept like spoiling everything. I didn't get to watch it. Uh, but I, honestly, I should probably go back after this this episode and watch because apparently I, I kind of got my wish. This is not going to be recent when this episode airs, though. Don't forget that. Yeah. That's true. So, All so right. I guess I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone a month later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Zach, what about you? Did you do anything for two days besides grapple me to death? Uh,. Let's see. Uh, uh, that sounded no, weird. Really. <laughs> not really. Uh, like I've, I watched the first episode of the new season of American Horror Story earlier. And how uh, is it? I, uh, you're still it's, going. It's still going. Um, man, the last season they had was uneven as fuck, and it, it was weird because it was like split. Like it was two different shows. Uh. And the you first didn't one like was, that, right? You said like one half was decent, the other half was not. Well, yeah, the the first one I liked a lot better, but the thing is, it ended really fucking sh- like badly. Like I hated the way it ended. They basically killed like all of the good characters. <laughs> it's just like what the fuck. Uh, and um, the second one was like some kind of alien abduction shit. But I just I, the way it was all put together and the writing and shit, I just did not like how it was going, and I just I gave up. Um, of course that was the uh, during belabored like covid bullshit and all that other stuff so it is what it is uh but like yeah this one <laughs> this one has kim kardashian in it like she's a fucking character in the show for some reason like she's not kim kardashian but she's an actress in this fucking season that sounds distracting it's yeah, it is it, it is a little distracting yeah that's what american heart like <sighs> It's always interesting when they have, like, these celebrities on there. Like, when they had Lady Gaga in, like, the Hotel uh, American Horror Story. Yeah, but she was actually good. Yeah, like, she's... Yeah, Lady Gaga can act. Yeah, she's decent. But, like, Kim Kardashian... But, uh, yeah, yeah, like, so I'm like, okay, because of Lady Gaga, like, that principle is, I'll give anybody a chance because I was like, all right, who's... I know who she is, but can she fucking act? And I was like, yeah, she, she was actually really good. So, right now, I don't know. They just have one episode out. They're they're drip feeding these. It's not going to be like you know the weekly. Yeah. So, are you watching it on cable or no? I don't have cable. All right. I'm not a Neanderthal. Well, I don't know. Watch it weekly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like as far as I can tell, it's about like I feel like they're mixing Rosemary's Baby with like weird fucking magic shit or something and like it's about weird pregnancy fears and like stuff and there's something about spiders in it so I'm like having like our truth flashbacks where there's like <laughs> this intense fear of fucking spiders and it's like, the thing about spiders is they quiet and then they kiss you <laughs> <a> fucking- <laughs> and, and he's not wrong he's not wrong <laughs> but uh I, I don't know where it's going. There's only one episode out so far, but I'm like, I, I'm intrigued still so far, but like, uh, I, I'm, I don't have very strong feelings for it at the moment. Did you see uh, Asylum, by the way? Uh, uh, American Horror Story Asylum. Uh, which season was that? That's the one where they're in the nutty bin. 
Luke, oh yeah. Man. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's back when the show was still good. Yeah, and I, the last one that I saw that was kind of like interesting was Apocalypse, where like outside they had like weird shit going on with a horse and carriage and stuff. That's at- that one tied a bunch of them together, like yeah. a bunch of the seasons together. And I meant to go back and watch that one, and I never did. So it's really good. There's a lot of fucking shit, but like the the gems in there are really really good. I I recommend it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna. I guess I'll watch it every now and then when I can just to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I do? Uh, oh, Separate Ways dropped. I haven't been able to play it yet. I don't think I'm going to be able to play it till this weekend. How much is it? It's $10. Oh, that's easy. I'll get right, it. Man. That's fucking good. That's that's fine. Uh, you know, it's funny that people are complaining, though. It's like, it was $10. It was free. It's like, no. It how was many hours? I don't know. I'm hearing like five to seven. That's that's cheap for uh, usually it's like twenty or forty dollars. Fucking yeah. Anything else like it's like a forty dollar. It's like a forty dollar game from Capcom. Yeah. What'd you say, Andy? Does it add anything else like new characters for mercenaries or weapons? Uh, Ada and Wesker are added for free in mercenaries. You don't have to buy that to to get them. You just need to update your Resident Evil Four. Huh. Uh, Apparently, I heard. Ada's Resident Evil 2 outfit is unlockable somehow. I don't know if it's in Mercenaries mode or you get it like when you beat separate ways. I'm not sure which which it is. Hmm. Uh, the story's different. It's uh, I don't know if anybody watched that damn trailer or not, but like they, they changed a lot of stuff in it. <laughs> it seems like. I'm going into it dark, so I want to be surprised. <laughs> I mean, the trailer's just 2 minutes and 30 seconds, and it's just like little snippets of stuff. And, uh, it's been so long since I played separate ways. I wouldn't remember what happened anyway. It's I'm very intrigued that, by it. In the original, the end of separate ways is when you have to fight uh, the the big bad dude right before, like with just Sadler. Ada, Sadler. You have to find Sadler, and you don't have shit on you, right? Like you, I think you basically just like have like a handgun or something. Is that right? It's no, like she, she doesn't get her arsenal taken away, but you do fight him. I, maybe I just had low ammo or something when I was in that, that that part of it. I just remember that being like to me that stuck out as the hardest thing that I had to do in that game. Oh, well, yeah, you might maybe still pull your shit. And I was, I'm talking like it's teenage me. Like again, maybe I was just a scrub. But I just remember I was like that was hard as shit. Like it took me several tries to beat him. But, um, it is a little hard that fight is in general though. But like uh. There's there's cool parts in it. Apparently, I mean Ada and Luis interact a lot more, uh, so that that's new. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and apparently, I mean Wesker confronts her at some point, and I'm very curious how that ends up. Hmm. So yeah, I'm really digging this new version of Wesker. Like every time I see him and I hear him talk, I'm like, this is dude. He's fly yes, as fuck. Did you see his no, get up? Yeah. Dude's got threads. But no, like, what I really like is they quit doing that weird fucking over-the-top, like, British accent thing. Because, I don't know, he was never like that. Uh, he feels more like how I think that character really was supposed to progress instead of being, like, a weird over-the-top fucking villain or something. I still think it, I still find it funny. Like, it's kind of off-topic, but the part in the movie, uh, Red Letter Media, like, reviewed the one where Wesker... <laughs> the one where they're just laughing at that whole scene. Yeah. That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen them do, because they just can't stop laughing at how ridiculous it is. <laughs> Oh, oh man! But, By the way, uh, we we reviewed all the Resident Evil movies. Uh, watch it; it's hilarious. 
Oh goodness. Yeah. Mm. Watch that. We might watch yeah. more Resident Evil movies. Dead Island. I need to I need to see that movie. We need to talk about watching the CG movies because I don't think we ever really did. Mm-mm. Not not on here, on there. Yeah. yeah. Not here, there. <laughs> yeah. I had I actually had one other thing. It's not that I really did it yet, but it was No shut up, thing. we're done with you. Well, I'm back. I'm taking bring it. <laughs> Come back next week. Click. (laughs) (laughs) No, go ahead, guys. Uh, I got Mortal Kombat 1. It came in. Hooray. I thought you weren't playing it. Yeah. I I didn't say I played it. It just (laughs) rocked. It was was talking about things we're getting now. (laughs) It was lost in the window of of mail, and I was really upset. So I got it. I got groceries yesterday. I bought dog food. I'm I'm proud of you. That's great. (laughs) None of that's entertaining, though. You have a nuggy way. I don't well, know it's entertaining dog food, but but hey, good for you, man. If you like hey, it. at least I managed to talk about separate ways. God damn it! <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, I've got family over here, and they're occupying the living room primarily. That's where my PlayStation is, so I can't really play it at the moment. You get just kick them out and be like, "I'm fucking playing Nato Wong." Damn you it! You need to get that uh that PlayStation Switch. Wii U controller. No, I think it sucks. You know how you do it? It's only 200 bucks. I know, but it still sucks. It has almost no features. That was supposed to be, uh, yeah, that's too much. So, Zach, these are life tips. This is how how you you dominate, or or at least display your dominance in the the house. If you have people that are staying with you. You Donald Duck it. You just walk around with a t-shirt, no pants, no underwear, nothing else, and you just go about your day as if nothing's going on. And don't say anything about it. And it just gets uncomfortable. And everyone's like, his dick is out. This is weird. I'm leaving. Uh, yeah. I don't want to do that in front of the rest of my family. Or a fart. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. You'll just play dominance. They'll leave. I don't give a fuck. I've got, <laughs> now, I've got you other rooms where there's you, TVs and shit. You can't do it in public. Uh, you, you, will, you will get arrested. So I don't give a fuck about being arrested either. It's fucking, that's their funeral. Well, the guy with the deformed face like uh, didn't care. But then again, he wanted to go home anyway. Dubs, uh, where can you listen to this and get in some color and all of our other podcasts? Well, post production yeah. Dubs is going to say that. All uh, right. Yeah. Production so, Dubs is a nice guy. He does all our work. Yeah. Jobs. Thanks, post production. PP Dubs. PP Dubs. Hey, <laughs> 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 uh, But anyway, just a reminder for people I don't know if we're going to do it's going to be a double feature in one episode or not, but Freddy versus Jason will be the next movie. And then after that will be Alien. So just watch, watch Alien. And if, if we do another episode, just watch Alien again. It'll be. Yes. Fun. Yep. So. All right, guys. Well, we're going to sign off here. PP Dubs. I'm going to use that now. PP Dubs uh, <laughs> is going to sign us out. Uh, but I'm also going to let uh, Sid Vicious do this. Oh, my. Why am I luring these men and taking their insides? These humans are interesting and have emotions. But why do I not have emotions? Oh, you're still here. I'm going to let you keep your inside. But if you want to catch more episodes of Big Trouble in Little Podcast, they are on all podcast services. But you should listen to them on iTunes and Spotify. And in good faith, I guess to make them feel good that you listen, give these humans a review. They are also on Twitter, at Big Trouble Net. Now go away before I change my mind of stealing your insides from my biker overlords.